no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, uh, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. Oh! One more time. Oh! One more time. Welcome to the Barry Centrals. On today's show, we break down day two of the NFL draft and much, much more. A-Dub, man, my boy Ryan Poles, man, continue to cook out here in these streets, baby. Hey, Ryan Poles ain't playing no games, man. He putting in that work. No, he definitely is, man. He definitely is. And I, and I, it's funny, A-Dub, Bears fans, you know, they, they're not used to a good thing, right? So it's like we have a front office that makes us, they, they make good decisions, right? Look at what he turned that number one pick into. We're not used to that type of brilliance, man. And I have to keep reminding people that Ryan Poles is not the right pace. There are no comparisons at this point, Chris. I think Ryan Poles is on another level and doing his things his way. He turned the number one pick into DJ Moore. The number nine pick, which he then was able to flip to get the tip pick, a fourth rounder. Uh, we got an additional first rounder, an additional second round pick. I mean, come on, man. Like, the job that this guy has done, we, we can't say enough about it. I mean, we knew that he wasn't going to be able to fix everything in one offseason. Right. Bro, I got to commend him because I feel so much optimism for what we're doing right now. Because when he stripped everything to the studs last year, when they traded away Khalil Mack, when they let Hakeem Hicks go, when when they traded away Roquan Smith, a part of me was kind of sitting over here like, all right, man, what this shit about to be? What are we, what we, what we, what we on? <laughs> right. <laughs> but to your point, man, he stripped it all the way down, Perez, and looking to rebuild it all the way back up, man. And so far, we'll be seeing now, even with this draft, is how he actually put things together to build this team on many parts, you know, from the defensive side of it, also to the offense side as well. When we look at what they did on Friday night, we talked about it on the show the other day. Some of the biggest needs coming into this draft, offensive line, defensive line, cornerback, right? right? Those are some of the areas that we were really hoping to see them beef up a little bit. So on Friday night, we got our answer, right? He beefed yep. up the defensive line and added some things to the quarterback room. Now, before we get into talking about that piece, my boy Devin Hester, man, I got to fucking see him yesterday, bro. Shout out to Devin Hester, man. With the NFL, y'all need to get this man into the Hall of Fame. You people that have votes, do the right thing. Devin Hester should be in the Hall of Fame. It is a fucking crime against humanity that this man is not in the Hall of Fame. To be the best at what you do, Prez, it deserves some accolades. And the fact that he is not in the Hall of Fame, it is very disappointing, man. I am disappointed in NFL and all those voters and the fact that Devin Hester has not gotten in, man. It's a shame, bro. He might get in at some point, but he should be in now. I mean, look at his numbers. Look at his impact. All that should tell you to tell that he deserved to be in. And I'm glad you got a chance to meet him, bro. No, it was cool, man. It was, it was very quick, just a quick dap. But I just said, hey, you're a GOAT. You, be, you belong in the Hall of Fame. And my man looked at me and gave me that head nod because he know what it is. It's, yep. it's, bull, it's bullshit. You know what I mean? And I think what it is, he's getting penalized because he's a special team. I don't give a fuck, man. He changed the game. <laughs> Nobody was kicking him the ball. But the point is, Perez, this guy has dominated at his position. 
You gotta respect that, man. Isn't that what the Hall of Fame is all about? Dominating at your position? Well, guess what? When I went to Canton and I looked around, I thought it was about I thought it was a place for greatness. Yeah. So you trying to tell me that the greatest punt returner, the greatest kickoff returner of all time, don't belong in there? Right. What are we saying? <laughs> yeah, every time I every time that soldier boy saw come on, I think of Devin Hester, man. That shit, boy. He used to have Soldier Field turn. Yeah, he did, man. Yeah, he did. And every time you saw him out there, for the most part, bro, he didn't disappoint us, man. He pulled on the show. No, nah, he, he definitely put on the show. Like I said, NFL voters, do the right thing. Get that man into the Hall of Fame. And I know AW was like, oh, he eventually he's going to get in. Yeah, but that ain't good enough. He should have been right. the first ballot Hall of Fame, as we all knew. We need to right these wrongs. See, because it's going to get to the point, man, where people going to take this NFL Hall of Fame shit like a joke, and people are going to be like, man, fuck that shit. Absolutely, Prez. And the thing is, I'm trying my best not to get to that point, man. I really am. No, nah, they need to get him in there and get him in there ASAP. ASAP. Yes, sir. Get him in. All right, so hey, Doug, let's get into it, man. So the first pick, man. So my boy Ryan Poles wasn't playing around. Went up there, and he's like, I know I didn't get y'all Jalen Carter like most of y'all wanted. <laughs> but he said, you know what? I'm going to a, a, get you a one technique slash three technique guy out of the University of Florida. Javon Dexter's team. I like Javon Dexter. He wasn't the guy, of course, that I wanted. You know that already, Prez. But, man, he can bring a lot to the table. You know last year, Perez, we struggled, man, with stopping the run. I think a kid like him can come in and make an impact like that. I like his versatility, Perez. Of course, there's some things he continue to learn and grow into, of course, when it comes down to, you know, um, rushing, the pass rushing. He'll, he'll be fine eventually, you know. But the thing is, this kid got all the tools. He's explosive. He's fast, man, especially at his size, Perez. I think he can come in and help this Bears team. A lot of people are comparing him to a DeForest Buckner. When you look at the tape on Dexter, it's easy to see why that comparison comes out. Because one of the things that comes out on tape about him is that explosive first step. He gets yep. off the line of scrimmage. Now, there was somebody that got in our benches the other day, and they were, like, talking about him, and they were saying, oh, man, this guy can't move. He can't, he can't get off the line of scrimmage. What? I'm going to tell people to stop listening to shit that you read on fucking Twitter. Because there's people out here that do not watch film, do not watch games, that don't know what the hell they're talking about. Because this guy is not what people are out here saying about him. There's right. people out here saying he can't get off the line of scrimmage. Yes, he can. Guy's explosive. The big thing, like A.W. mentioned with this Bears team last year, we were the second worst run defense in the entire NFL last year. Getting a guy like Dexter to come in here is going to help disrupt the run game for opposing teams. That's what he does best. And I would just say to people out here, I know everybody was like hoping that it was going to be a different type of pick that was going to come in. People might have wanted out of Bory, which I'm not going to lie to you, A-Dub. I was surprised to see him drop as far as he dropped in his draft. I thought he had a chance to potentially sneak into the, the back end of the first round of the draft. I did right. not see him dropping all the way to the fourth round. But he was a guy potentially that I wanted there in that spot there at 53. However, we got Dexter. Right. And I, and I can just say this confidently. This is a three technique that Matt Eberflus can put here within his scheme. And one of the things that I heard over and over again from different people at this draft down here, people that covered the Gators, they told me that Dexter was a strong locker room guy there in Florida. So for me, he's a high character guy. That bodes well. 
You know that that's something that matters to Ryan Poles. So when I look at this guy, he can get after the quarterback. You look at him on film, the last two seasons in Florida, A-Dub, he was getting after the quarterback's asses. And he, he definitely shown a lot of improvement over the years. And the thing about this, Fred, even the scheme he played in, right? I think the Gators run a 3-4. Of course, it's going to be a little bit different here with the Chicago Bears. But you can see he still thrived in, in that type of scheme. But I think how even Flus will utilize him, Fred, he can even thrive even more, you know? Because I think about a guy that you and I have talked about before on the show, Akeem Hicks. I'm not saying he's Akeem Hicks, but I'm saying he could be that kind of an impact player to a degree to where he can make things happen for the Chicago Bears over time. So I think a guy like Dexter can continue to grow and develop. He could be something similar. The Bears do run that 4-3-1 gap scheme. And with the versatility he brings to the table, with being able to play the three technique versus the one technique, yep. right? you can bounce him around a little bit. Wasn't necessarily the guy that I wanted them to target at 53, but I, basically last night, they ended up buying a lot. I fired up a little bit of tape on him, and while he doesn't offer much as a pass rusher, right. as you mentioned, that, that get-off off the line of scrimmage is something that you can't teach, right? He has that. Ryan Poles, apparently, is going to roll the dice with this kid, and I'm okay with that because at that point in the draft, if you decide, hey, you know what? I'm going to gamble here. At least you didn't gamble with fucking 10. <laughs> absolutely so like i said man i think it's okay to gamble here because you know what it could be one of those situations where he could hit it out of the ballpark with this with this pick it's very tough to analyze these picks in april we got a long way to go but just right now looking at it who knows but i tell you one thing he's got some traits that i like i don't look for him to be a guy that's going to be a starter coming in year one i mean we got andrew billings who i like as well justin jones was okay cool I don't expect this kid to come right on in and be that impact player. I believe over time, maybe even year two, Chris, he just might be something special for the Bears, you know? But right now, I think he still got some growing to do, of course. And I think with all the tricks that he has, it shows that he can definitely get better, man. And the upside to this kid is what I'm really looking at when it comes down to Dexter Singer. I guess the biggest thing for me is when, when I look at his ability. The versatility that we talked about, that's yep. part of it. But the fact that Matt Eberfus can potentially move him all over his defense, enough can be said about that. Right. He's younger at the at the position, right? You know, and so right now you're talking about some of the veterans that are there, Justin Jones, Andrew Billing. These guys are, are, are solid players. We needed to get younger, quicker, faster, more athletic at the position. And I think Ryan Pose, when you look at what he did here with Dexter, it went it went in that direction. And you think about the hits principle, right, that Iberfus always talk about. This guy can fit that bill, man. And I think as he continues to grow with the Chicago Bears team, it can work out very well. So I'm happy with the pick that Ryan Poles made uh, with this guy because I think, man, we're going to see something nice out of this kid down the road. Just a couple picks later, we see that Ryan Poles went out there and got Tyreek Stevenson. And now this is the pick right here. That really got me fired up because not only did they <laughs> trade up to get him, yeah, but they got a guy that I thought, hey, has some really good talent. He's a guy that we covered at the Senior Bowl. He's a guy that we talked about on this show, audience, of a guy that could be a potential target at corner. And when we're talking about some of these corners from the Senior Bowl, a Julius Brents, a Tyreek Stevenson, you some of the guys you have you heard us talk about on some of our previous shows. So the fact that Ryan Poles had this guy on his board, went up and got him. And now you guys heard us talk about on the last show how 
with Darnell Wright being a guy that played the Senior Bowl, right? That Luke Getzey was there, Maddie Mafus was there, Ryan Poles was there. It was no surprise that they targeted people that played at the Senior Bowl, right? Now Tyreek Stevenson is the second guy that was at the Senior Bowl that the Chicago Bears drafted. But the fact of seeing what he able to do. I mean, man-to-man press. You even wrote an article on this guy as well. Oh, to see what he's able to do in that department, man. To see him able to stop the run as well. I mean, a lot of times these offenses run screenplays. And a guy like him can read that and jump right all over it, Perez, and break that shit up. I mean, you like players like that. And the fact that he's not shy about playing physical. I mean, you kind of like a guy like Tariq Stevenson. And he fits what the Bears is trying to do. Because you and I talk about what could possibly happen potentially from the cornerback position, whether Jaden Johnson decided to stay, leave down the road, what we're going to do there. I think Johnson, of course, stays. But the thing is, you just never know what may happen. And you're going to need some depth in that area. But, man, Tyreek Stevenson can fit in well with the Chicago Bears team. Let me just say this. A-Dub, I agree with everything you said there, but I want to add a point. Physicality. The guy's yes. physical as fuck. He's not going to duck any smoke. Nope. Now, when you look at the NFC North, the NFC North is stocked full of receiver talent. Now you bring a guy here, six foot tall, 200 pounds, that you can put a pose into Jalen Johnson that is going to be able to stand up tall to some of these receivers. Justin Jefferson ain't going to be coming in here trying to punk us. And I know last year, Kendall Vildor, you know, he did the best he could do with the position. But I think a guy like Tyreek Stevenson is getting ready to come in here and he's going to compete with Kendall Vildor for that outside corner spot opposing the to Jalen Johnson. Now, A-Dub, you brought up a really good point a couple episodes ago when you talked about potentially Jalen Johnson leaving the team in for agency. We don't know what will happen there. But I'd say one thing. This gives you insurance just in case. But let's just say Jalen Johnson gets re-signed. Now you got a secondary that has Jalen Johnson on one side, Tyreek Stevenson on another, with Kyler Gordon in the slot, with Brisker and Jackson at your safeties. Boy, that shit sounds sexy. And the fact he talked about Vildor and what he's able to do, Vildor was solid last season, Perez. He really was. Um, he showed me some things. But I think the Stevenson kid can be even better, you know, and with all his attributes, what he's capable of doing. He's a lot physical, of course, than Vildor. I mean, I like his speed as well, Perez. I think this kid can do some things along the side of Jalen Johnson. And I hope he make it extremely difficult for Vildor because I'd rather see this kid be a day one starter than Vildor. Again, nothing against Vildor, but I will tell you, man, that competition is going to get very, very heavy. And this kid got a chance of being that number one starter, that day one starter along the side of Jaden Johnson. Yeah, but I'm not going to rule out Vildor because, like I said, Vildor is a veteran. You know what I'm saying? He's been in the league for a couple of seasons, so he knows, you know, a lot of things that Stevenson's still trying to figure out because – one of the things that I will say about Tyreek Stevenson, while I do think that potentially long-term he could be a starter there, and I think that he'll probably end up being a starter next season, but he's raw talent-wise. Yes. I think that you have to make sure that we don't want to overhype the position. Or we don't want to overhype the selection. While I'm happy about it, Vildor still is a veteran who's covered some of these players in the league, so he understands that. So there's a lot that Stevenson's going to have to come in here and learn. But what I would say – when you look at skill set and tools, he's got a lot to offer. And, and I love the fact that he's not going to get bullied out there by these receivers because we've gotten bullied in the past by receivers, especially in this, in this NFC North. Whether it was a Devontae Adams when he was here with the Packers. Obviously, you guys know what Justin Jefferson did. 
We, we can't be having receivers coming in here and then punking us and taking our fucking lunch. <laughs> I hope that this guy's going to come in here and say, no, 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 that shit ain't happening. You know what I'm saying? You're not coming in here and fucking stealing my cornbread. Absolutely. Praise. I think one of the biggest things, though, when I look at a guy like Tyreek Stevenson is he's a kid that when he came out of high school, he went to Georgia, right? So he's come from really good programs, left Georgia to go to Miami. When he's down there for the hurricanes, that's when he kind of came into his own. And that's when you saw a kid really starting to put out good film and really, really showing people what he could do. Because early in his career, he was more of a nickel corner when he was with, with the Bulldogs. But when yeah. he went down there to Miami, he played out on the outside. So, again, now you have another guy that's coming in here with some of that positional versatility, which obviously we know how much that's important to Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus. One thing about Ryan Poles, I mean, I'm sorry, Eberflus, what he likes to do, like to move people around, right, a little bit. And you need to move this kid around to the outside or even – give Kyler Gordon a break and put him to the nipple. He could probably do that as well. So the fact that he have that kind of versatility would definitely show that this kid would actually get some time out there making some reps in on the field. Now, our last selection from Friday night was Zach Pickens from South Carolina. Now, audience, when I look at this selection here, I actually like this one better than I did the selection of Dexter. Now, I do think that Dexter's going to be a solid player. One of the things that Adair brought up earlier in the show was the fact of how our rush defense was really poor. Well, when you look at a guy like Zach Pickens, what he does and what he does well is he fucking clogs up that lane. You're not right. running the fucking football on him. When he talked to the media today, he talked about the fact that he gets mad when teams run the football on his team and his defense. This is a guy who's going to come in here. And he's not going to allow a lot of that bullshit to happen the last couple seasons with people just running the ball at will against us. This is the guy right here. His bread and butter is stopping the run. You know, I thought Tonga would be a guy that can do everything you just shared, right, with stopping the run and being explosive and all that great stuff, man, up that middle. I think Zach Pickens can do a better job than what Tonga did. Early on. And again, I, I was a fan of Tonga. You know that Perez when we drafted him, all that stuff, you know. But I think this kid, Zach Pickens, man, can be even better and show us a lot. Because you're right. He is very good at stopping the run. I mean, he's very good at the clock in the middle. And I don't want to compare him to Hicks like I did Dexter. But I do think when you talk about a guy being up the middle like he is, man, it is difficult to run through. And this guy takes pride. I mean pride in stopping the run. So Now, some people will say it was probably redundant to have both of those guys. But, you know, I, I, when I look at it, I feel like an overhaul was needed for the position group. They got younger there. And the big thing that I like about Pickens, and it's in addition to what I shared earlier about Dexter, these guys both have very disruptive first steps. And when it comes to a guy like Pickens, it helps him not, it helps him not only just against the run, but as a pass rusher. Now, with Dexter, he struggles a bit as a pass rusher. But Pickens right. has the ability not only to stop the run, but he can get after the quarterback a little bit as well. Don't know what's going to happen yet, but of course, we got to see it all on film and on, on, on the field and what he does with this organization. But man, I would not be shocked, man, if we started hearing a bunch of noise about how good this kid is. See, the thing is with Pickens, he's a guy, he's a classic example of a guy. Well, Pickens is a classic example of a guy that you can't just look at his stats and they tell the whole story. When he was down in Mobile, Alabama, and this is a third guy from the Senior Bowl that the Bears have drafted. You can't look solely at the stats here with this guy. Because while he started over 30 games in his college career, he only had like seven and a half sacks. 
So if you want to like look at him and say, oh, the productivity might not have been there, fine. You could probably say that. But what I saw was a guy that played in a strong conference, was a dependable, solid player for his tip for his team. And I think that he's going to project better at the next level than probably how he competed there in, the, in, in college. And I'll even go further with this part with you. You talk about at the senior bowl. This is a guy that Ian Cunningham kept his eye on, Prez, watching this guy, breaking down this guy's technique, watching him in all kinds of drills and seeing what he's able to do. I mean, the Bears really done their homework on this kid. And again, this is another guy that's going to bring you some positional versatility, has that ability to play the one technique and the three technique. Hey, man, I, I really like this pick. This pick right here and the pick of Tyreek Stevenson, these are the ones that had me like, okay, let's go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> throw, throw a little bit of that spice on top of that fucking souffle that you're cooking, son, because this motherfucker <laughs> shit tasting good over here, boy. <laughs> yes, it is, man. Your boy Ryan Pose is out there cooking up something, man. And um, I'll tell you, this is where you got to give Ryan Pose a lot of credit for us with these draft picks is that he's really, really looked at these guys and really paid attention. He really cared about the culture as well, but he's also looking at their production, what they're capable of doing in the Eber food system. And I think these guys, man, can come in and make an impact for sure, Perez. But I do like what we're building and what we gather from this draft. But it's just interesting because when you look at Pickens and you look at Dexter, these guys are similar. They're both super athletic pieces that you just added to the defense. And some people are complaining and saying, well, they were redundant picks. But listen, I'm never going to argue with talent being added to my team. And when you look at what Brian Pose has been able to do for this defense, oh, my goodness, we should not be complaining. We should sit back and say, you know what? Where the OTA start? Where right. does minicamp start? <laughs> Where does training camp start? See, I'm already over here chopping at the bit. I'm fired up, bro. Absolutely, friends. And if these two guys, these two players pan out, friends, what I look at and people say they're similar, that means you don't lose any ground. You set the two one out, bring the other one in, right, you know, let them get some reps in. You shouldn't lose any ground. You should be able to sustain that defensive attack, man, with both players if they are who we think they're going to be down the road. Probably next season, he's going to probably serve as a, as a backup behind Justin Jones as a three technique, learning right. from a guy that's gotten it done in the league. But, hey, he's going to compete for some reps now, audience. Don't, don't sleep on this kid. And the thing is, Chris, I'm glad you're bringing that part of it up because I don't want anyone thinking that, hey, you and I are saying that these players are going to come right on in and take a spot, right? They're going to come right on in and be day one starters. I'm talking about these guys building up, you know, and so hopefully at some point be able to do that. So to your point, Perez, I think these players have a very good chance, man, to be impactful. Yeah, but like, like I said, but right now you're just seeing key rotational pieces that I think the Ryan poses added to this team. And it looks like he and Matt Eberflus are working in conjunction with one another because these picks that we're seeing that are being made, you know these are picks that basically are being made with the blessing of the head coach. Right. It goes to show you that these guys have a good working relationship and they're both working hard as hell to make sure that we're getting this fucking team back to where it belongs. Because right now, with Aaron fucking Rodgers being out of this division, thank God, we haven't even talked about that <laughs> shit. Thank God this motherfucker's out of this division. But this division is up for the fucking taking right now. I know the Detroit Lions, they try to make a little, little noise. But listen, you guys already know how I feel about the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions are still who they are. They still Robitussin until they show me other <laughs> There go friends with the Robitussin. <laughs> <laughs>
But my point, though, man, is this this division is for the taking. And yeah. I feel like Ryan Poles, when he told us in his opening press conference that he wanted to take back the North and never give that shit back, well, he's backing that shit up right now with these moves that he's making. I would definitely say he's on the right track, Brez, for sure. And if the Bears can definitely prove that in the season, that'll be great as well. But I got to tell you, man, I just like the direction that this team is going. We're seeing a guy that's making moves that make sense. Well, you can't ask for nothing much more than that. These are moves that make sense. <laughs> I'm over pitching myself. <laughs> is, it, yeah, is, this man. Real, is this real life, A-Dub? Is this real life? Right. <laughs> I hear you on that, friends, because you and I talk a lot about this, man, about the needs and what the Bears need. And when you see that the right see that Ryan Poles addressing those needs. We talked about the O-line. We talked about the D-line that you and I mentioned already. We talked about the secondary. This guy is making moves towards that. I got one more day here at the draft here in Kansas City. It's been a really dope-ass experience. I really, really, really love how Kansas City did this draft, man. I'm talking about A-Dub. Now, you know, I love Chicago. I'm not trying to take a shot at Chicago here. <laughs> but I'm talking about, man, Kansas City did this shit so well that you could get in and out of traffic here. I got to the draft in 10 minutes every day. 10 minutes. Let that shit have been in Chicago. I'd be in traffic and be like, by the time I would have got to the draft, I'd have been irritated, pissed off, been sitting in traffic all damn day. So I salute Kansas City for not closing all the damn roads. <laughs> you know what I mean? No stupidity going on. Everything's been great. First class. Now, I could do without the barbecue because people have been trying to push barbecue in my face for fucking three days now, and I'm, I'm over it. I'm, I'm, I'm like, just because I'm black don't mean that I went on this damn barbecue. Y'all got to stop playing with me out here in these streets. You going to have my man hit, hit the treadmill all year, man. Y'all be careful with my man press that barbecue. Yeah, man, shit. They trying to give me the itis out here, ain't they? I'm like, God damn, leave me alone. No more. No more. But the one thing you mentioned that I thought was uh, critical when you talk about the traffic and things of nature, getting people, having the roads cleared and all that stuff, man. They used to win it out there, man. You know what I'm saying? They say it throughout there. They've been winning Super Bowls, man. So they understand how to deal with all this craziness that goes along. But I'll give them a little credit on that part of it. But, hey, our Bears on our way up. Look at you, A-Dub, over there giving them a little salute. Yeah, they want a little something-something, yeah. <laughs> they want a little something-something. I get it, you know what I mean? And they, they actually having a really good draft, too. So a part of me been sitting kind of over here, and I've been looking at the, the beat reporters for the Chiefs, and they've been all smug acting, which – Shit, if my team was drafted well and, and probably going to repeat as champions, I'd probably be the same way. But I told one of the guys, I'm like, you ain't going to steal my joy, man. I'm like, listen. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, bro. You told him right. <laughs> you ain't stealing my joy. Shit, I'm over here. I'm over here walking around whistling. I'm like, shit, life is good over here. I don't fuck what you talking about. I know Patrick Mahomes came out with the trophy. Travis Kelsey out there stunting. I, we, yep. we saw that. We saw all that. I was sitting over there in the back watching it. I'm just kind of like, that was cute. That was cute. Hey, Enjoy that shit while it lasts. Enjoy that shit while it lasts because we coming. We coming. Absolutely. They actually showed that on the monitor, right, uh, at the draft party, right, the Bears draft party. And I'm like, show our draft picks. Don't be showing Mahomes up there flashing off the trophy, man, because we're trying to get there. But if you're going to show it off, pretty much let us know that's a humbling experience and then we're on our way there. But, man, I well, I mean, A-Dub, I mean, to, to be fair, I mean, it wasn't really much that they was going to show when it came to the to the, to the the Bears. I mean, I mean, 
I mean, <laughs> half our fan base didn't like the damn pick. So, <laughs> but honestly, A-Dub, when I look at the job that Ryan Poles is doing, man, this, I'm going to continue to be patient with this guy. And I know we were patient. We talked about it with the Bulls and, and what they did with that rebuild, and that shit's been awful. But I'm going to try not to let that get me jaded. I'm going to try to continue to be patient. But I'm going to tell you right now, man, if I'm Justin Fields, I got to be looking at this team right now and, and thinking, damn, they realized that I was getting killed. They realized that we don't have any more time to waste. They realize that the time is now. And you can tell by these moves that, that Ryan Poles is making, he realizes what's at stake. And I love that. He's drafted with a sense of urgency. Because that is what's happening right now, Chris. You talk about addressing needs, you addressing them immediately. <laughs> you know, some part of some of them were addressed in the offseason, of course, with, with trades and things of nature, uh, but or signing players. But the point is, Chris, he is doing the best he can at this point to make this team a better team right now. He realized how good it feels is, and then putting the right pieces around him, Chris, to make him even better. Well, hey, listen, audience. The next time you hear from us, we're going to have a guest on the show here. We're going to break down the entire draft, not only just from a Bears perspective, we're also going to break it down from a University of Illinois perspective as well. So you guys are going to be fully covered here on all things draft the next time you hear from us. Salute to those Illini players, friends. Man, dude, talk about it, man. Devin Weatherspoon, Quan Martin, the Brown Twins. Boy, I'm so proud <laughs> of the Illini. Put some respect on Illini football. That's all I got to tell y'all. Put some respect on that program. But also don't forget about Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith was the guy that recruited a lot of those defenders. While we over here talking about this person and that person, remember that Lovey made it all happen. And Lovey also got the number one pick. So don't forget, <laughs> always going to be the godfather of this shit, y'all. Absolutely. Salute to Lovey. Yes, sir. And with all this, man, we appreciate you guys and your continued support of the platform. Without you guys, we will be a Top 10 Chicago Bears podcast. We're going to talk to y'all soon. But until then, we are out.